gates open, off and Stiley Sensory stayed in the gate. There's Bo Rogue being set alight immediately by Cyril Small and racing to the lead. But Bo Rogue won't give up, he's still in front. Groucho's grabbing him now. Groucho coming at Bo Rogue, don't play, getting a rails run. Bo Rogue in front, he's got a heart as big as himself. He'll win, Bo Rogue! Bo Rogue has cracked it at last. This podcast is brought to you by Racing New South Wales, Sky Racing and Inglis. The Canterbury Guineas was superseded by the Randwick Guineas in 2006, sparking a little nostalgia for old-timers like me. Here's a little Canterbury Guineas trivia. Only a small number of fillies won the race, but there was one amazing sequence between 1985 and 1989 when four fillies prevailed. 1985 it was Spirit of Kingston for Bob Hoisted and John Marshall. 1986 brought a major shock when Dole Chesser at 50 to 1 won the race for Frank Lewis and jockey John Miller. It was Dole Chesser's only win in 30 starts. In 1987 the top New Zealand filly Tidal Light dominated the race at a shade of odds on for trainer Jim Gibbs and jockey Lance O'Sullivan. Two years later the New Zealand bred Riverina Charm won the guineas for Brian Mayfield-Smith and Ron Quinton. It was nine years before Tycoon Lil gave the Phillies another Canterbury Guineas triumph. Now it's called the Randwick Guineas and the 2022 edition comes up with a purse of $1 million on March the 5th. Earlswood's gutsy win in the TS Carline Cup at Caulfield on February the 12th drew further attention to the talents of Warrnambool trainer Maddie Raymond. The 28-year-old has been training in her own right for just two years, following associations with four of Victoria's best trainers and a six-month stint with Irish legend Willie Mullins. Her effort to get Earlswood home in the Group 3 was no ordinary training performance. The imported stallion hadn't raced for five and a half months and went into the Carline Cup without a jump-out or a barrier trial. To win first up over the tough Caulfield Mile was testimony to the skills of Maddie Raymond, who provided a masterpiece in racehorse conditioning. Maddie grew up on her parents' farm near Warrnambool and became hooked on horses at a very early age. She was 13 when her parents, Eddie and Sue, bought her an aged thoroughbred mare who would become her much-loved and very talented pony club mount. There's little doubt Maddie's devotion to the thoroughbred breed began when that little mare called Skye came into her life 15 years ago. Maddie and her partner Paddy Bell train a 20-horse team from the same property, known today as Roseneath Lodge. They float horses most days to the Warrnambool Track and to Lady Bay Beach on occasions for a change of scenery. It's well known that passion is the single most important prerequisite for anybody trying to make their way in the ferociously competitive Australian training ranks. Maddie Raymond, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say you are besotted with racing, you are besotted with the thoroughbred horse. Welcome to the podcast. Morning, Don. How are we? <laughs> Pretty right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely in my blood now and something I couldn't see myself not doing. Congratulations on the car line win with Earlswood. Gee, you must have given him a solid foundation. 
Um, yeah, we, we'd only had him here about 12 weeks prior, but um, I do have to say it's probably d- due to the horse as well. Not a lot of other horses would have been able to <clears throat> to go out and do the same thing, but he's a very athletic colt. He's very clean-winded and, and he does his work quite easily. So um, we have to, have to obviously pay credit to the horse, but, um, yeah, it was a – a huge uh, excitement to, to get him there and get, get him um, a win on the board straight away. He had a beautiful run in the race. Uh, he grabbed call sign Mav in the straight who wouldn't give up. Spanish mission was winding up late and I'll bet you were very pleased to see that winning post come up. Yeah, absolutely. I think the fight the horse showed uh, took us a little bit by surprise. Being a colt, sometimes they they don't overly have that grind, but um, he showed a lot of willingness to to find the winning post, and um, he certainly did that. (laughs) Earlswood had won a couple of Group 3 races in Ireland for John Murtagh. How did you get hold of him? Um, he's got the same owners as Wentwood, so Glenn and Jane Davies, who uh, I met through my time at Darren Weirs, they've really supported me uh, since day one going out on my own right. So they picked him up as a yearling uh, over there and raced him with Johnny Murta. Mm. Um, obviously the racing over here is quite appealing, so mm. uh, they thought they'd give him a, a chance at some of the bigger races over here. Mm. Did he come with any bad habits? No, not at all. He's actually the most beautifully natured, uh, straightforward horse. Obviously, <clears throat> some of the imports we've got in the stables, the likes of Wentwood and Tourist, can be a little bit tricky mm. uh, and take a little bit of time to figure out. But he settled in really well, and uh, he's quite a smart, smart horse, as I said, with a lovely nature. So yeah. um, that makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> we attempted to trial him. We uh, we had planned to trial him. A couple of the jump outs in the leaks, leak, leak, weeks leading into um, the Caroline got cancelled. So we gave him that exhibition gallop instead mm. um, at Warrnambool. So it thought a bit of stimulation and, mm. and whatnot. A race day exposure would be just as good as a jump out or a trial. Mm. You'd have a few contacts at Warrnambool too, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, look, I'm very lucky. Warnable and the surrounding areas, <clears throat> actually, they, they allow the use of of their tracks and grass gallops to us um, quite freely. So uh, we definitely couldn't couldn't do it without it. The guys up there at Terang and Camperdown do a, an amazing job preparing the tracks, and yeah. we do a lot of our gallop work there. So um, mm. we're very lucky to have to have what we have down here. A mare called Turath has been very good for your stable with four wins and three placings from only eight starts since arriving from England where she'd won only one race. How did Turath come into your life? Um, Paddy and myself, we actually met when we both travelled to Dubai Mm -hmm. um, with horses and we met uh, John Nichols over there. He manages the quarantine centre. So we obviously did that trip. We come home, we went out um, training on under my own name and and John gave me a call one day saying he's bought a mare and um, she's a little bit tricky Mm. um, and she needs a bit of attention and one-on-one treatment, so uh, Mm. sent her down our way. Mm. Well, she's won four straight, culminating in the Group 2, Let's Elope, and what a win that was. She was three deep most of the way and beat a pretty good one in Mystic Journey. 
yeah, she's a she's a really really nice mare. Obviously, she took a little bit of time to to find her feet, and she did come over here with a few little bad habits in her in her racing style. So she took a little bit of time to iron out, but um, she's just kept improvement. She's mm. got that that will to win and that fight in her. So um, you can't you can't always train that into a horse. They've either mm. got it or they don't, and mm. and we're lucky enough to have a couple in the stables that have that. Yeah, she's only a little mare, isn't she? Yeah, she's she is quite small. She did really fill out and grow when we gave her a little break after the the let's elope, but um, mm. she's not a horse that overly <clears throat> stands over many of them. But um, no. her personality and her will to win shines quite bright. Yes. All right, Earlswood and Durath. What's next? Uh, Earlswood's going to line up in the Peter Young uh, this Saturday week. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll head there and then go on to the Australia Cup. And at this stage, Turath will be nominated for the Futurity and the Mannerism uh, mm-hmm. this coming Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. We'll just weigh up what the fields look like before we make a decision which way we're going to go. So you could have two runners in the Peter Young. Yeah, uh, so Wentwood, um, our other stable star, um, mm. Country Cup horse of the year, he'll line up in the Peter Young up against Gelswood as well. Right. Uncomfortable two runners, isn't it? Particularly for different owners. Uh, same owners, actually. Oh, so that, that helps. And, went, yeah, Wentwood and Ells would have the, have mm. the same owners. Um, they're realistic as well. Like uh, Wentwood's probably not quite the class of horse uh, that Earlswood is, but he's a lot more seasoned. Yeah. Uh, he'll be first up this weekend. So we expect him to run well, but he'll go into it with a lot of improvement, um, whereas yeah. Ellswood's already had that run under his belt now. Yeah. Um, and he's probably just got a little bit more class on his side. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Wentwood, a two-time winner for Dermot Weld before landing at your place. Now, you've won five races with him, including the St Arnold Cup, the Werribee Cup, the Tarang Cup and the Bendigo Cup. And I think he won another one at Flemington. So he's been a ripper for Glyn and Jane Davies, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been absolutely super. He probably didn't come over here with the form that Earlswood had, but um, same thing again. He's got that fight <laughs> will to win. Mm. Um, he took quite a bit of time to iron out as well. He took a, a while to win a race over here mm. uh, just to adapt to the Australian-style racing. I think he just used to overdo it quite a lot, but I think with the beach and, and how we do things down here, he's finally really turned a corner and mm. every prep he's come back in, he's just uh, lifted and, and gone up a grade. Right. Now, so he's virtually first up in the Peter Young, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And like I said, he'll he'll, he'll take improvement into it, but mm. um, we were first up last preparation. He ran a good race and, mm. and uh, one third up over 2,400. So that's how we're... It, going on the same path um, that we did last preparation. So you've virtually given him a European prep, eh? Yeah, yeah. He'll go 1,800, Peter Young, um, up to 2,000 in the Australia Cup, and now Mm. our goal for him is the the Mornington Cup. Mm. Now, your friend and mine, Harry Coffey, rode him when he won the Bendigo Cup, and Harry was aware that I was giving the high-gain Mitovite Country Trainer of the Month Award around about that time. And Harry actually rang me and said, listen, I've got the best training performance in the whole of Australia. In the last <laughs> month, he said, Matty Raymond, getting Wentwood to win the Bendigo Cup. You better give her the award. 
<laughs> Harry, Harry's a very good man. He's got an excellent, excellent strike rate on, on Wentwood, and uh, he's he's not an easy horse to ride. So he does done does a wonderful job with him, and he'll uh, he'll stick with him this preparation, which we're quite excited about. Yeah, Harry's a great bloke. We all were well aware of the tremendous complications that he has in keeping himself fit and healthy, but his attitude is amazing. Yeah, isn't he? he's uh, just such a bright, uplifting personality to be around and um, it, I think it definitely shows shows in his races and on his horses as well. He's uh, got a good good nature, kind, kind personality and uh, we look forward to, to team him up with him this preparation with Wentworth. Well, after a great grounding with the Pony Club, you transitioned into a racing stable with local trainer Matt Williams, and that's really where you learn the fundamentals. Yeah, I was definitely still only quite young when I started there. We uh, we lived just around the corner from from Matthew Stables here, so while I was still at school and and wanted to get involved a little bit more in horses, I started out there just doing the weekends and the afternoons, which um, was definitely the the start of it all. You had two separate stints with Darren Weir, spread out over a long time, about ten years, in fact. And in between those engagements, you had two years with the Hayes operation at Euroa, and you had a six-month stay with Willie Mullins in County Kilkenny in Ireland. Now, Willie Mullins is best known as a trainer of jumpers. He's got a grand national winner to his credit. Now, you tell me his flat horses sometimes jump and his jumpers sometimes race on the flat. Yeah, Willie. Willie obviously is is an outstanding trainer. It's a lot different to to over here, but um, he manages to to win races over this side of the world and 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 certainly over his side of the world. So um, I was lucky enough to to go over there and experience and and learn how he does things. It probably just got a little bit cold through winter time for me um, yeah. over there, but it was one thing that I, I definitely don't regret doing, and I learned a lot from. During your time with Darren Weir, you had a lot to do with a very celebrated horse called Prince of Penzance. Did you think he could win that Melbourne Cup? Um, he had it's the same thing again. I've mentioned it before. He had a will to win and a fight in him. Um, he just had the perfect preparation leading into into the cup. Um, probably at that point in my career, I was still quite young and, and still learning a lot, so I didn't have the full understanding of, of racing and horses, basically. Mm. Um, but I knew the horse had never felt as good as what he did. I uh, used to ride a lot of his work every day mm. um, and, yeah, going in there knowing he'd run, he'd run the best race he can and I think it's pretty obvious he got a little bit of luck, but you need luck in racing anyway. Mm, all the time. Now, Matty, I had another look at the very popular Australian movie Ride Like a Girl the other night and I couldn't help but notice that Matty Raymond made three or four cameo appearances. Did you have to actually stage those appearances or were they shot as you went about your duties? Yeah, I actually went down to down to Melbourne for a couple of weeks when they were doing the filming and and was on set, which was a, a little bit of a career change for me there for a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely interesting to see how that all plays out and 
um, yeah, it was quite quite an exciting time for me. Mm. Did you get to meet the principal actors in the movies, the great actor Sam Neill and uh, Teresa Palmer, who did a marvellous job in her role as Michelle Payne? Yeah, I did. I met, I met all the guys there. It's amazing to see uh, what their personalities are actually like versus what they're like on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all lovely people and, and very warming. Obviously, I was completely um, in the blue in, in a situation like that. It was all completely mm-hmm. new to me. So uh, they were all very, very kind and, and lovely to, to meet and work with. Mm, great experience and a great memory. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that uh, obviously with with the movie out, it will be uh, be there forever. And it'll get a few runs too. <laughs> yeah, it has absolutely. <laughs> Your last association with an outside trainer was a ten month connection with Lindsay Smith around about the time he was setting up his Warrnambool operation. In fact, you helped with that setting up, didn't you, in conjunction with his Melbourne foreman, Shane Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. Shane wasn't um, with us at the time when Lindsay first set up over here. He kind of transitioned into the role through those middle stages of of my time there. Um, obviously, when Darren got out, I was a little bit in the lurch with what I do with my career and my future. So um, mm. it was really good to have something to to work with and, and, and help out Lindsay in that aspect of things. Mm. You loved old Blackheart Bart, who spent the latter part of his career with Lindsay Smith. What an old marvel. He won 17 all up, six group ones. He was an absolute unstoppable phenomenon when, when he was in the right mood, wasn't he? He was an absolute war horse, but he, um, he's still right up there with my all-time favourites. You, you just wouldn't find a more tougher, honest horse than him. So um, it was just a pleasure to, to be a part of his career and, and something I'll never forget. Now, in March 2019, you went on a lovely little junket when Chris Lees asked you to take Brave Smash to Dubai, where he had only one start in the Alcoz sprint, finishing out of a place. Uh, how did that all happen? Um, I obviously worked with, with Brave Smash quite closely through my time at Darren's and, and had a good, good connection with the ownership group there. So um, it was always on the cards that he'd potentially be heading over there. Mm. Um, so I was lucky enough to to pick up that gig. I was a little bit hesitant to go to start with. I just I had um, so much going on here with with what I was going to do with my future at the time. So um, I was hesitant, but everyone everyone said I'd be silly if I didn't go. And I I do think now it's probably one of the the best things I ever did. I was able to meet my partner Paddy, obviously, mm. um, who's with me now, and and make that connection with John Nichols and and obviously two rats come out of that. So so um, it was a great experience. I absolutely loved my time over there and hopefully one day we've got a horse good enough to head back over there. Yeah, Brave Smash finished in the middle somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, he just probably overdid things a little bit in the run. Um, I think he was getting towards the end of end of his career. He retired to stud after that run, but he'd mm. well and truly earned his, earned his keep along the way and mm. he's now producing some, some nice progeny. Now, Paddy Bell is a good story in himself. He's New Zealand-born. He started out with a really good trainer there in Grant Searle. 
Later, he came to Australia. He worked for Peter Moody, for Kieran Maher and for Lloyd Kennewell. And it was Lloyd who sent Paddy to Dubai uh, with that very good mare, Vidora, who ran a great race in the Alcos. Now, Peter Moody gave Paddy the trip of a lifetime in 2012. He got him to take black caviar to England for the Diamond Jubilee Stakes, which he won and thank God that winning post arrived when it did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 so lucky to have have someone with the experience that that Paddy has um, by my side. Everything we do, we make decisions together, and mm. he's had such a good background working with some some quality horses, um, not only Black Caviar but many many others um, and mm. with some amazing trainers along the way. So um, we're very, very lucky to, to have the, the background we both have. He still rides a lot of work, doesn't he? Yeah, he rides all our work. He rides all our gallops, all our jump outs, all our fast work and mm. um, we, do, we do everything together. Uh, it's, it's basically a partnership. Um, yeah. We make the decisions together and um, I'm so lucky to get the feedback I get off him when, whenever he's sitting on a horse's back. Mm. You're one of many local trainers who use Lady Bay Beach uh, to give their horses a swim and a change of scenery. The horses, of course, are swum behind rowing boats. And they tell me on a busy morning, Maddie, it's like a reenactment of the Spanish Armada approaching the English coast. Now, the job of rowing the boat requires the services of a strong, healthy, and dedicated professional, and you've got the right man. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, my dedicated father does all our rowing. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a big part of part of our business. So um, he's got so much love and enthusiasm for the game <clears throat> and for what we do. So. Um, he does a great job down there in the mornings and on a nice morning down there, it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful and the horses really th- thrive off it. Yeah, so Eddie's obviously pretty fit. Yeah, he, he tries to be. Um, he's, mm. Yeah, he's. Uh, we don't have the numbers that we used to have back in the day, but uh, he does a good job. He keeps up with us and that's all we can ask for. I think I read on one of your Facebook posts recently that Eddie actually strapped a winner for you one day, a horse called Beach Haven, and you were tickled pink to have him there on the occasion. Yeah, it was actually Father's Day, so um, it was a, obviously a great day to, to have him there and uh, my mum actually has ownership in that horse as well, so uh, he was super excited to be there for the day. He quite often comes mm. comes along to the races with us and, and helps us out, so mm. um, it's an extra set of hands and, and he thoroughly enjoys it. I presume you let the horses stretch their legs under saddle on the beach from time to time. Yeah, they just they just love it. Those older horses and and especially these European horses, it's just something different for them. And obviously, getting them down in the the salt water down there, you can get that longevity out of them. Um, it's definitely not something you'd use for fitness as such, but um, mm. something that can keep their mind and their body um, in the best possible shape. Mm. Maddie, I'll just get you to stand by there for a moment while we clear a commitment on the podcast and we'll be back with Maddie Raymond after this. Mitovite has been producing high quality feeds and supplements for all walks of equine life for almost 40 years. Mitovite has become a household name in racing and breeding circles with products like Athlete, 
Formula 3 and Breeder. Time-tested products in the breeding barn and on the racetrack. 26 thoroughbred Group 1 winners this season have been on a Mitavite feeding regime. From humble beginnings on the New South Wales Central Coast, Mitavite has become a world leader in equine nutrition. Infrastructure investment in the production mill and close attention to nutritional science keeps Mitavite at a standard of excellence developed over four decades. Check the website mitavite.com or follow the Mitavite Racing and Breeding Facebook page. The Mitavite brand has earned the respect of horse people all over the world. Now, in the middle of last year, you were very distressed by a social media onslaught which absolutely erupted when a horse you were training suddenly appeared on the English Digital Auction. The horse was Pacadali, and you'd been instructed by his Irish owner to list him for sale on that online auction. All hell broke loose, and it got worse before it got better. What caused that? Um, I think, obviously, Pacadali had, had done a lot of racing and probably had tapered his form off a little bit. People um, just assumed that... You know, the owners were well off enough to be able to just retire him in a paddock somewhere. But um, the owners nor myself had facilities to do so um, in that aspect of things. Um, there was no no reason that the horse could not continue racing in a, in a weaker jurisdiction. Um, we made sure we did all our due diligence and got proper vet checks and whatnot done um, to, to suggest that he was still suitable to race. Um, obviously, I love my horses, so um, if I thought that that wasn't a good good outcome for the horse, we, we wouldn't have done so. But um, mm. people like to, you know, put their noses in where, where they're not welcome sometimes. And, um, mm. yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a nice situation, but um, at the end of the day, the horses ended up at a really, really good home. Mm. Uh, where he's going to be well looked after. So mm. um, I think the outcome still was was quite good. Well, he was purchased by a country trainer, wasn't he, with a view to running in the Birdsville Cup. And you're reliably informed that the new owner has a teenage daughter who loves him and wants to give him a home whether he races again or not. Yeah, absolutely. I had good conversations with with the buyer, and um, that that was that was their intention to to get him up there and run in the Birdsville Cup. But um, due to COVID, it actually got cancelled that year. But um, he basically said they've got a hundred acre property up north, and he's got a young daughter. And, and regardless what the racing future looks like, he'll he'll be with them for life. And um, his teenage daughter will will take good care of him and and, and do some pony club and whatnot on him. Mm. That's great news, Maddie. Now, you use the services of a small group of jockeys for whom you have great respect. Can I just throw a few names at you and get a quick appraisal? Damien Lane uh, rides a lot of your horses and he, he's ridden a lot of winners for you too in the last couple of years. Yeah, we're, we're so lucky to have, have, you know, a jockey of Damien's calibre on our team and um, I think his loyalty is what what I respect, uh, uh, along with his riding ability, um, and it's a huge asset to to our team to be able to have someone like him with us. And and he's just he's just a gun. <laughs> he's been around the world and done it all. And mm. uh, there's not a horse in the stables that I wouldn't put him on. 
No. Gee, that, that amazing double uh, he achieved two or three years ago, the Cox Plate and Caulfield Cup double on uh, the Japanese horses. That was a tremendous kick for him, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and he deserves it too. He works hard, and and he's a very good horseman. He's he's so humble, polite, and kind. So uh, he deserves all the all the success he can possibly get, and I uh, I can see that going long into the future as well. Yeah. Now, Damien obviously lives in Melbourne, but did I read somewhere he actually drove all the way to Warrnambool to gallop one of your horses recently? Yeah, he did. He come down and, and gave Earlswood a gallop. It's definitely not the, the first time um, he, he's done that for us. We don't expect him to, to be able to go to that length for us. Um, obviously, we've got Paddy who does does our gallop work as well. So mm. he knows it's not necessary, but um, it's always good to, to get a jockey on to have a feel of the horse and then he, he knows him come race day. Mm. And what did he say? That We're talking Earlswood, aren't we? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, he's very quiet, he's very humble and he, he normally doesn't um, drag on too much about it but I think the smile when he come in on him and, and yeah. the confidence saying head to the races was, was all we needed to, to head there and know that we're in good order. Yeah. Johnny Allen, of course, is an Irishman who ventured to Australia to try his luck. I don't know that he had any real intention of staying indefinitely but he never went back to Ireland. He's won some big races and he seems to be very popular with Victorian trainers. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's a there's a jockey in the ranks that works as hard as, as Johnny does. You see him at every meeting and every lot of trials, gallops, jump outs. He's, he'd spend a lot of his life on the road, that's for sure. And um, he's probably one of, one of the best horsemen I've ever seen. If you've got a you know, a quirky horse, you, you can put Johnny on it with confidence. And mm. and now, even so now in those big races, um, he's proven himself to, to be one of those top jocks. Mm. I think Darren Weir was the trainer to give him a kick along, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Darren seen the seen the work ethic and the the horsemanship skills that Johnny had, and um, I think definitely gave him gave him some nice opportunities. But I think Johnny was able to reward him back with um, with what he did as well. Mm. We've already mentioned the one and only Harry Coffey, uh, who's one of your favourites, and I think you said he'll be on Wentwood Willie this preparation. Yeah, as Wentwood will, will meet Earlswood and <clears throat> Damien's obviously um, but had a good association with Wentwood as well, but um, he's chosen to, to stick with Earlswood. Um, mm. Like I said earlier, Harry's strike rate on Wentwood is impeccable. So um, mm. he's a quirky horse, he's not easy to ride and he needs someone that knows him mm. and Harry does an amazing job on him. Maddie, I think we should send a special cheerio call to another one of your jockeys who's been a little bit out of sorts for the last few months, Dean Yendel, who suffered a, a vertebra injury in a fall at Tarang just before Christmas. You've had a bit of luck with Dean. Yeah, obviously I, I, I uh, grew my association with Dean through my time at Darren's and um, he's probably in a similar boat. His work ethic is outstanding. He, he had come down and done quite a bit of work for us galloping and and whatnot in the early days um, for us. So um, mm. he's, a, he's a great jockey in his own right and um, hopefully he'll be back at the races soon enough. Mm. Dean's been hard at it as a professional jockey for 30 years and I was absolutely stunned in a recent podcast when he told me that his winner tally 
is I'm pretty certain it was 2,600 career winners. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. He, he gets himself to most meetings. It wouldn't surprise me if he was riding seven days a week and, mm. and he'd have a full book there as well. So, um, you know, if you get him at some of those country tracks, you, 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 you know, to get on him and, mm. and have a bit of a bet because sometimes he's unbeatable on a good day. Mm. And, of course, young Jai McNeil, who has emerged in the last couple of years as one of Australia's uh, best jockeys. He won the Melbourne Cup on Twilight Payment. He rode five winners in Melbourne on a metropolitan track recently, and he also found time somehow to tie the knot. Yeah, um, I think Jai's just proven himself to be to be right up there with the, the best of them nowadays. Um, I hadn't had a, a huge background or history with Jai, but obviously uh, we were lucky enough to, to get him on to earth and he, he got the jo- job done on her a couple of times. Mm. Now, Maddie, we've talked about the temperament of horses like Wentwood and Earlswood and Turath. I want to check on your temperament now when you're under pressure the pressure that comes with running a modern-day training operation, the travelling, the bad barrier draws, the bad luck in running and all the things that come with the job. Now, do you take it in your stride or do you wear your heart on the sleeve? I like to think I I take it in the stride. I think having been in the industry long enough, um, I know that not everything works out the way you want it. Um, and I think sometimes there's no point getting yourself overly in a in a bother um, when things don't go your way. But um, obviously it is a, a intense industry to work in, and and you do have your ups and down moments. But uh, I like to think I, I handle it quite well, and I'm lucky enough to surround myself with with good enough people that mm. even when the lows are low, they're able to pick me up. Mm. So jockeys uh, don't need to live in fear after they get beaten on one of yours, that you're going to rip their head off when they dismount? No, absolutely not. Um, I, I, I'd go quiet before I raise my voice. I just don't have that, that side of me in them. I think, um, you know, if a jockey jumps off a horse and things hadn't worked out, they know within themselves. Um, they know how much work we put in to, to get them there on the day and if things don't go right, um, it's, it's not going to be perfect every time and mm. as long as they're out there trying and doing their best, that's all I can really ask for. Yeah, you work about 20 horses, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I often wonder about those trainers who work massive teams. Outwardly, Chris Waller, always looks in control of the situation. So does Kieran Maher. But you wonder what they're feeling inside. The the pressure at times must be horrendous. Yeah, I think both of those guys have had, had a slow build-up of increase of numbers and stuff. And I think that the most important thing is is to, like I said, surround yourself with good people. That's the only way to manage mm. such a big team. So um, all those all those big guys that have, have a good army of, of guys behind them mm. um, that each have their their little um, jobs to, to do. And um, I think that's what makes a successful team. Mm. Maddie, tell me about Roseneath Lodge. How far out of Warrnambool are you? Uh, we're about ten minutes out of Warrnambool, so oh. um, yeah, I I obviously grew up here as a child and 
um, when I actually moved back from Willie Mullins as my parents moved back into town and, and I was able to, to keep the house and the, the land myself and we've just expanded mm. it as we've as we've gone with our horses out here. Mm. And what facilities have you got at Roseneath? Um, I've got uh, a barn with some stables. We've got day yards, paddocks. Mm. Um, I've recently put in a treadmill out here uh, just to have a few different methods of of training, uh, but most of our work is done um, on course at Warrnambool or at the beach. Mm. So the horses are out, out of the boxes during the day, every day? Yeah, yeah. We, we did originally, we try to get on course stables, but um, now that we're out here, I don't think I'd go back to, to stabled horses. I just like my horses having a, a quiet, peaceful lifestyle during the day. They can just rest. There's, um, you know, no noise and things going on constantly. So uh, they live a little bit more of a relaxed lifestyle. Mm. These overseas imported horses that you've been training uh, are not your only uh, expertise in the training field and you tell me you've got a couple of two-year-olds in the place at the moment you're getting a bit excited about can I ask you their names can I ask you their breeding and their potential in your opinion yeah we've got a couple a couple of nice young ones coming through we've got a, a hell-bent filly called run like hell um <laughs> we, we thought we'd get her to the races their last preparation and she'd go being super competitive and just went a little bit shin sore so she's just come back from a nice break but um we think that she'll be able to make her make her mark in the industry um and we've got a lovely little rich enough filly that's a really big nice scopey filly she's probably still a little bit away um she's called three grand mm-hmm. um, um, but, yeah, we, we've got a couple of nice young ones coming through the ranks. And what stage are they at? Um, they're both just coming. They've had a couple of weeks' work. Um, and we've got we've got young ones that are through all different stages of their preparation, but those two are probably still, you know, eight to, eight to 12 weeks off getting to the races. Mm. Okay, I've written them down. Run like hell and three grand, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, hey, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them, Maddie. Well, the winners have been flowing over the last year or so. Horses like Home Rule and Night Eclipse, Beach Haven we mentioned earlier. Rolls was another winner. Fabalot and another one with a funny name, Gummy Bear. Yeah, um, he, he was recently sold up north, but... Um, it's uh, yeah, Darren Freyer, who's a good supporter of our stables as well, picks up some some nice tried horses, the likes of Clever Approach, Beach Haven, Gummy Bear. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, we're lucky to have the support we do. You had one runner uh, last week at uh, Sandown on the Lakeside track, and uh, that's a long haul, isn't it, uh, from Warrnambool? Yeah, those uh, those twilight meetings at Sandown on a Wednesday make for an awful long way, long day, especially getting through the traffic on the way home. Mm. Um, we probably weren't overly wrapped with his run. I just think the tempo of the race wasn't wasn't quite run to suit. So um, we're we're home now. We'll reassess and, and look for the next one. Mm. Maddie, probably the most commonly asked question at the moment in Victorian racing is: Will Sandown survive or not? The wraps for the course are enormous. Uh, are you putting your hand up for uh, yes, keep it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Sandown's one of one of the best race courses um, around. Obviously, it can be um, a little bit track biased sometimes, but so can any other track in Victoria as well. So um, it's a beautiful, beautiful race track, and I, I really do hope that that it stands its time. Mm. Matty, probably an unfair question. Uh, because I know you don't like to offend and you've worked for so many wonderful horsemen. Deep down, is there one trainer for whom you have special admiration? Yeah, that's that's actually an easy question. <laughs> um, obviously, I spent most of my time at Darren Weirs, and I just think um, he was the best best operator and best horseman um, that I'd worked for. I'd learned so much, much for him, and have so much respect for him um, as a, as a person and, and and a trainer and a horseman in his own right. I've been wanting to catch up with you, Maddie, for a long time. Yeah, you're a horse person who's learned from the best, and in just two years. You've certainly uh, made a mark as one of Victoria's most promising young trainers. I think uh, you're going to be in this tough old game for the long haul. Yeah, I absolutely hope so. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm working as hard as what I do now to be bowing out anytime soon. So um, I love it. And so you don't work a day in a life if you love your job. Thanks for joining us on a podcast produced by Supernova Sound. Great to catch up. Thanks, John. Trainers strive to have horses spot on for race day. Fuel cells up, the right mental state, the right fitness levels. Equally important is the horse's capacity to recover quickly from racing and track work. The aim is to give owners every opportunity to win optimum prize money by keeping a horse in training for as long as possible. High Gain Recuperate is a powerful blend of electrolytes, B-group vitamins and vitamin E in paste form which can be administered after fast work and in the days leading up to a race to assist recovery. 30ml of Recuperate drawn from the 500ml bulk pack is the economical alternative to individual electrolyte and vitamin paste syringes. High Gain Recuperate powers performance and recovery. Visit the High Gain website and use promo code johntap.racing to receive 15% off your next Recuperate purchase.